brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Imagine, uh, uh, what are those uh, beautiful, beautifully talented artists, the uh, Ashley Cook and Brett Young? They're backstage tuning up that guitar and they're ready to have uh, two people that they've never met uh, dance slowly in front of them. And yeah, it was, uh, it was a power move on Rachel's part. I think Rachel uh, uh, politely steps away from Drag Race Guy and then uh, she goes to talk to the, one of the producers that we never see and she's like, this fucking guy sucks. Welcome aboard another brand spanking new episode of another Bachelor podcast. I did that intentionally. I am tonight's host, Nick Davis, settled up next to my good buddy, Patrick, the Irish Bug Hickey. Great to be here, Nicky. Uh, we are missing uh, one Dylan Wren. He has been stricken with the disease. Uh, he says it's coming out all the holes and uh, he's not feeling great. You know, my lovely wife, Cherie, brought up, uh, she's like, he's sick a lot, isn't he? And I was like, you know... I, I'm never sick, as as you know. I never take a day off. Um, Same. And the last time I brought that up, he, he said, you've been struggling with myriad diseases. I've had STDs here and there. I haven't missed work because no. I've been ill. No. I, you know that. Right. And I was If I've ever missed work or school or some function because I said I was sick, I was lying to you. Well, it's interesting because in my orbit of friends, Dylan's not alone. I have like three or four dudes that if every two months you call him and go, hey, you want to go out to Laurel Tavern to get a burger? Oh, man, I'm sick. Kaylin Bean, my coworker friend, always sick. Mick, uh, Mick Ritchie, always sick. Dylan, occasionally sick. I'm never sick. I don't know if, I'm, uh, if I have better genes or what have you, but I'm never sick. I feel like one could posit that possibly your friends don't want to spend time with you, but hmm. but I'm not going to put that at negative energy out there, and I would like to believe Dylan really can't hold anything down, and I just hope we have him back tomorrow for Below Deck Med, uh, 
next week's review and all our other Patreon shows that you can get at patreon.com slash another podcast network. Speaking of which, even though we're here to talk about episode two of season 19, The Bachelorette with a Z, we have some PSAs. Pat, you want to take it away? Yeah, I was looking at our iTunes ratings and reviews today. And, you know, we kind of it's been like a dereliction of duty, you know, because when I'm like pondering if I'm going to listen to another podcast, they need to have at least a thousand iTunes reviews Mm because I'm like, you're nobody. Mm hmm. You're no one if you don't have that many reviews, right? Because you got to have at least 1,000. Well, I want to get to 1,500, and I think we're like 50 shy. So uh, if you don't mind, why don't you just press pause right now and uh, just leave us a five-star review and say how much you like the show. And I'm not certain this will help, but use the word bachelorette in your review. The SEO on uh, Apple Podcasts is not helping us out. You have to scroll for a minute before you find us. And there's some dead shows above us. I don't I don't get there. I don't yet. understand how that works. I, how, how is, uh, uh, what is it, the, the something or the ring? They got 50 reviews and they're like four spots above us when you search out The Bachelorette. How the fuck does that happen? We honestly maybe seasonally want, uh, want to change our podcast show name to another Bachelorette podcast. I'm wondering if that might help. Hmm. But uh, that's neither here nor there. We got a show to get into is that it for your general i think so uh check out below deck and check out if you like real housewives of beverly hills we're covering that on the aforementioned patreon but like i said we have to talk about tonight's episode of the bachelor and before we get into the specific goings on so we're gonna get into general thoughts pat i'm gonna go first go ahead uh Second day of school, I, I, I enjoyed myself. I still don't know most of these people's names. I'm using descriptors, mm-hmm. although that's something Pat does all season. But I'm still using descriptors for these men to keep them apart. Uh, but we had some drama tonight with a weird autist who thought he was going to win the whole time. We made some drama in the house. And then uh, we got uh, some some initial cracks between the seemingly best friend relationship between Gabby and Rachel starting to like the same man and even some secrets kept from each other. Uh, I enjoyed it. 77 Roses. Okay. I agree with most of what you've said. Here's what I want to say overall because it's the second day of school. Uh, A little bit of be careful what you wish for. I'm the one who said, hey, we got to shake up the format. And I am thankful for that because the show is truly trying to have fun again. It's not taking itself too seriously. So I enjoy that. But I must say, uh, I feel we need a form a format here. Uh, I feel like I'm just floating in the, in the, in the ocean. Uh, in a current play, I have no idea where the fuck I'm going or where this show is going. Um, you know, I think they're making things up as they go along. Uh, Rach and uh, I think uh, on last night's episode decided to send that cute uh, drag race guy home, right? And I was thinking, what if Gabby... Uh, wanted to suck face with the drag race guy. Uh, Rach just gets to send him home. When did that rule ruling come down? You know, uh, maybe uh, Gabby wanted to slow dance to Ashley Cook and, and Brett Young, right? She got fucking robbed. So I, I need I need Jesse Palmer to step in and go. Here are the rules, the ground rules of how this all fucking works. I mean, I felt so bad for Ashley Cook and Brett Young. I mean, they even had a fucking violin player with them, and they played to nobody. I've got a lot to say on Ashley Cook and Brett Young, as I'm sure you predicted, but mm. I'm going to save that for later. How many roses? Uh, I'll give it uh, 14. 14 roses. Super high score from Pat. That's actually really positive for him. I just want to <laughs> piggyback on your general thoughts, which we don't usually do, but we have one less mic here, so I feel like i got more room to play feel with free. Our, our podcast canvas. Uh, you mentioned the uh, 
Jason, I agree with your overall point. They seem to be making up as they go along. I blame uh, Chris getting fired and putting in Jesse Palmer, who doesn't have uh, the history of the show. He started it last year. He told Clayton right off the bat, there are no rules to this game. And I said, since fucking when? There used to be a very established structure to the show, and we mm-hmm. know what to mm-hmm. expect. Mm-hmm. We'd often complain about it, but like you said, careful what you wish for. So it's definitely loosey-goosey, and they have no plan, so they, they can act like they had a plan. Which, which is cunning. But with the Jason part, the race car driver who got kicked off, well, I should on your point a little bit, he was on night one, he told Rachel specifically that he was there for her. Mm. So I think that's why they sent him home. He They didn't want to do the... Uh, Another plug for a Patreon, Love is Blind Season 2, that one guy, Jeremy, who got shut down by mm-hmm. the one girl, so then he ended up with the other girl. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, it was you all along. They didn't want that type of situation. Well, we didn't want any fakers. I still feel Gabby, as being one of the two bachelorettes, uh, should have had an opportunity to sit on uh, the drag race guy's face if she chose to, and that was uh, take, taken away from her. That's a good point. I feel like if she sold it like that, hey, I know you didn't come for me, but I want to sit on your face, mm-hmm. uh, he may have changed his mind, and she didn't get that She's opportunity. She's a wild card, that one. That's a great point. We return to the mansion or Dewey is this is just some random house or is this this is is this no fucking clue I know if it is the house it's they spruced it up quite a bit but doesn't have enough beds yeah I don't think it does. Uh, slightly ahead of yourself. I wonder oh. about when they were talking. It's it's very slight, but uh, I don't think it is because when they would arrive at the house, they would say it said ba- the bachelor house no. instead of the bachelor mansion. So I, I do think it's a different location, but they, they just keep the wool over our eyes. Uh, we return to Gabby and uh, Rachel setting the scene. Uh, they both realized that they had to cancel the row ceremony or else they'd be up for 48 straight hours. Yeah, and they also, they, they recount, they can't believe they canceled the rose ceremony. Well, uh, you did it. Yeah. Uh, it was in your hands. Mickey's pretty much got his hand off the fucking steering wheel. Um, I will say this. I, you're going to get to there not being enough uh, 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 beds in this frat house. But still, one more thing about Gabby oh, sure. and Rachel, unless, unless you're... Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, they, they talked about how they wanted to have a pool party because of the storms in Calabasas. Right. They couldn't see the men with their shirts off, so they explicitly said how can we objectify these men and what better way than with a pageant uh but before that we see basically i bet if dylan was here he'd say this is his worst nightmare testosterone fueled dudes who all need 13 eggs for their breakfast yes it looked like it smelled like a hockey bag what were your thoughts on not enough beds pat well i have an ongoing theory about it so when uh gabby and uh and rachel decided to scoff at the formula uh that has been uh, down for what uh, 19 seasons prior to this uh they were supposed to kick six guys out so six guys were never supposed to be able to stay and that extra night. So hence that my wife, Cherie, uh, pointed that out to me. I'm like, they don't have uh, the guys sleeping on the couches. This is fucked up. And my wife said, yeah, they're not supposed to be 29 guys left. There's only supposed to be 25. That's why they're short. Makes complete sense. It's like a bachelor party at an Airbnb, but then like a bunch of hangers on who oh, yes. from, from the high school friend group who weren't really invited show up and, th- and then they piss on your couch. Sorry, guys. So, I'm sorry. I showed, showed mm-hmm. up. Uh, but uh, yeah, so too many guys in the house, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, they decide on the pageant, 
which is the perfect way to objectify anybody. We've talked a long history about hating pageants on this show. We need to see flesh, and Mickey will see to it. And by by dropping off those things that were uh, quote unquote gifts, you know, I never got a Christmas present that that I opened, uh, and it actually the gift actually objectified me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, thanks, Santa. It's a real, real early uh, edition of if the roles were reversed on Bachelor here. Um, it must be nice for the ladies because like they do get to. Uh, decide who they want here based off nipple size because some people too small or too big will really freak you out oh i call them pepperoni tits they're disturbing i every once in a while you visit a a beach you uh you'll see a couple of those on on some dudes but i I just go back to my horrible bit imagine a a, like a little brother of mine going hey patty what's sandy santa get you uh for christmas what's the gift i'll go objectification What a weird thing you asked for, uh, child. But uh, I want to go back to my silly nipple bit. Uh, oh, yeah. The flip side of of, uh, of the pepperoni nips or the sand dollars is, is freckles. Oh, yeah. You yeah. barely got an areola. It's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, I got dimes for tits, too, which I, I actually like. I'm glad uh, God uh, just gave me two little pennies. I think that's the ideal situation uh, for a nipple. What's unless, it, of course, you are Thomas, who is going to marry Becca Kufrin, the original pepperoni tits, tits on this show. Uh, Except I think you might have said Peter Gresson. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, is it Mickey or Palmer? Who lays down the ground rules? At some point, uh, it's disclosed to us that the guys are told the more they show off their cock and balls, uh, the chances they'll get free tickets uh, for I guess a special t- time with the girls, it's like winning uh, luxury boxes at, at, at the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, hey, uh, how's my Tate look? Uh, do I get those tickets? <laughs> That's how you get in luxury boxes at the Super it's, Bowl. At SoFi, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to show my Tate, uh, and I'm gonna guess uh, it was Jesse Palmer. Uh, he's up close to personal. He wanted to see as much skin as possible. He looks like a bloated drunk. They got to get him on a weight program, or <laughs> like don't let him drink when they're shooting. It, it's sad to see. Just tell him teams are interested in, and see if he gets it. <laughs> whips himself into shape. Uh, so yes, we start through the pageant. Uh, Logan goes up. He says his girlfriends describe him as honest and kind. He does the worm. And he's got a fucking anaconda for, uh, you know what I mean there. Uh, we, could, we, could as- we could assume that. There was a big black bar. Uh, Colin has no chance. This guy has long hair and looks like he drives a white van. Uh, Quincy- is that the, is that the, uh, the white surfer guy? Is he a surfer? This guy didn't look like a surfer. He looked like some creep who would drive a white van. Oh, there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, th- so we move on to the talent portion of the show. It, it, a number of guys juggled. I could do that. A number of guys spun, spun the ball on their finger. I can do that. What stuck out to you, Pat? Um, uh, meatball dumps uh, Rayo's spaghetti sauce on his chest. I don't know what he was trying to uh, do there. That was uh, stupid. Uh, and... Uh, are we going to get, to, oh, I guess we're already at the talent portion of the night. One of the dudes had a Chiron labeled tone deaf. Did you see that? He was the guy who thought he was a triple threat. The, he's, the, he's like a f- early contestant in American Idol. Oh, uh, yeah. Defiant uh, with his lack of talent. Yes, yes, yes. His parents loved him too much. Told him he was uh, perfect. I have one contact in. That's why I'm getting my notes so close to my face. Oh, that's all right. Uh, talent show. Um... I don't know how this happened, but Johnny got to do a kiss, and he kissed both women. Interesting choice at this point. I think it was a smart move. Oh, 100%. You don't want to offend the other one. It would turn the other one off, and it was very gentle, peck on each cheek. Mm -hmm. Good move, Johnny. Uh, Chris 
we start to see our our, our main character for tonight. Yeah. Uh, his first foreshadowing of being a complete weirdo. He sees he says he's alpha. He's he loves sports, music, and being a leader. And then he starts some weird church group uh, team building exercise with the clapping of the balls. Yes. Really didn't like him off the bat. Me neither. <clears throat> Should we? Uh, uh, is this when a date card comes in? Or are we uh, still here? Or should we just jump to the night na- night date with the dudes? Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, we get a we get a date card. Chris, or, or yeah, town town shows over. Oh, and then the date card comes in. And were these the six people that won the pad? This is what I don't think so. This is the date card where it comes back to the uh, goes back to the house for the next day. I'm all screwed up. This is normally where Dylan would be. Patrick, Patrick, <laughs> Patrick. I think what, you're an idiot. I think what happened here was the pageant was for the entire house, and then the date card came, and though they didn't explain it well, but I believe those were the six winners who then got to spend the night at the house for oh. the portion of the talent show. Okay, okay. Well, I have a roll call if you are correct there. If you'd like to know who's on the date card, I would love to know who's on the date. All card. right, here's who. You want a roll call? I want a roll call. It's the first roll call of the season. Here we go. Aven, pretty sure he's in there uh, into Logan, and there for Logan. Logan, pretty sure he's there to be the bachelor. Brandon, the bartender. Jason looks like he bores people that know him johnny looks like he picks his nose in a car colin looks like he works for a startup all right slow start slow start for me it, it, it's it's early third day of school uh colin the one you said looks like a startup i was the one that said uh looks like a creepy guy who might have a white van it's crazy how you can't tell nowadays no no you don't know. That's what they've done to us. Uh, people used to, uh, if you were Richie Rich there, you used to have to wear a fucking three-piece suit. And Top hat, a monocle, a, a, a monocle, Yeah, maybe a pipe. And then, uh, you know, uh, you'd wear, uh, have a briefcase. Now you're in flip-flops. I don't know what the fuck you uh, own or do. You see you see, uh, Elon Musk on a yacht getting hosed off like cattle by Ari Manuel. Nice. Did you see that today? I think I did. He looked fat. He was getting hosed oh, off yeah, by Ari Manuel like cattle. Can we jump to the night date, Nick? Yeah, the night date. These night days. date! Today's episode is brought to you by our favorite sponsor, Magic Mind. Magic Mind is a once daily shot, a magical elixir made up of 12 natural ingredients that will help you do more and stress less. That's right. You can finally start knocking stuff off that to-do list rather than seeing it grow. Uh, it has stuff like ash- ashwagandha, echinacea, only 30 milligrams of caffeine to give you a solid focus zen hum throughout the day. Not that anxious feeling you have when you have too much coffee and you feel wired, but you're not really accomplishing anything. Uh, this stuff is so effective. Uh, Pat has actually, he's on his fifth nanny. His nannies keep actually stealing his stuff, so honestly, he needs to do better background checks on his nannies. But his nannies steal his magic mind, they use it, Bam, suddenly they're millionaires because of all they've achieved after they stole the magic mind. Then they quit the job, obviously, because they have bigger aspirations than just being Elle's nanny. So the point is, you need to take magic mind, and Pat needs a better vetting process for employees. So go go to magicmind.co, use promo code ROSE for 20% off, uh, and start doing more and stressing less. And right now, you baby birds, our Bachelor listeners, you are in direct competition with our listeners of Below Deck. Whichever promo code gets used more, either Rose or the Below Deck promo codes, uh, those listeners are going to get a special treat. So show us that our flagship program, Another Bachelor Podcast, is stronger than ever by going to magicmind.co and using promo code Rose for 20% off. Now, Magic Mind isn't the only thing you need to start implementing into your daily routine to start 
feeling better. What else do you need? You need our second sponsor today, that is Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high-quality ingredients and less than three grams of sugar. The founders of Organifi really care about helping people and bringing nutritional awareness to the masses uh, and giving access uh, to healthy foods for the entire world. And it starts with Organifi. You can try it out uh, and start living a healthier life. Make sure you're around to see your kids walk down the aisle. Don't be selfish and not take care of your body and then miss those magical moments because you're six feet underground not seeing your beautiful son or daughter get married and, and unite in eternal love with with their partner that's because you're selfish and you didn't try organifi so go to organifi.com use promo code bachelor to get 15 dollars off anything in the in the store and start living a healthier life that's organifi.com use promo code bachelor night date uh we've got our six winners of the pageant and uh first we see Jason uh, first grabs Rachel and goes to, goes and talks to her. Rachel's extremely excited. She's very effusive mm-hmm. in this conversation, ready to flirt, and he immediately crushes her and breaks her heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- this made me extremely sad, actually. I don't know. Last last year, my idea of Rachel was kind of like uh, she used sex to to lure Clayton in. Mm-hmm. Not not a lot there. But now I just think she's a sweet, fun girl, and I wish the best for I, her. I do. I do. And now, did you mention why uh, she basically had to scratch him off her list? He uh, mentioned that he uh, liked Gabby first. Yeah, yeah. He broke mm-hmm. her heart. Dumb right? move. Dumb move, buddy. It's it's interesting. I think this is the way to do it in a one-on-one setting, not like how I said it was a good move on Johnny to kiss both of them when they're both there. But like you got to let them down at some point, not string them along. Well, the journey's just beginning, Nick. I need a little time with the ladies to uh, see where my feelings are going. I it's uh, we've have we spent ten minutes with each other so far. Come on now. I guess it could be uh, con- con- perceived as shallow. Uh, already deciding which one you like at this point. Uh, Gabby talks to some guy who exudes confidence. Is actually. Johnny, Johnny, this is a double kissing guy. Uh, by the way, this is the guy that uh, looks like he picks his nose in a car when people are looking. Uh, he chats. Aren't looking. Uh, oh no, are looking. Are looking. He's defiant. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. He chats up Gabby, uh, Gabby, and he asks if he can kiss her again, and she's down. And when uh, he does, uh, if you look closely, he wipes a, a booger on uh, on, a, on on the couch. This guy is so bold. Which, uh, if I'm in production, that is cause for termination, quite frankly. Uh, Rachel then talks to Logan, uh, the guy who wants to be the bachelor in Pat's eyes. Uh, they talk to the bedroom, which, like, you know this is leading to a kiss, sitting on yes. the couch already. Uh, wouldn't happen in my household. Uh, Rachel gets her kiss, and she is elated. Uh, she was doing a lot more making out this season, so mm-hmm. I think she's happy to finally get off the schneid. Gabby and Logan, uh, or then then Logan turns around, and he talks to Gabby, and he pulls the, he's the first man to yeah. do the double kiss. Bold. Mm-hmm. It, it's pretty crazy. So before Gabby and uh, and Rachel talk to kind of catch up, I, this Logan guy, he's got a little bit of game here. I, I, I agree, Pat. He calls Rachel brave, and not because she flies plane, but because she was showing up on this show for a second time when Mickey's probably cutting her a check for a hundred grand. That's right. How brave. <laughs> She's brave. Solid joke, Nick. Nice. 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 <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so, yeah, he, he double dips. He kisses both Rachel and Gabby, and then Rachel and Gabby talk, and this was very interesting. Rachel 
Rachel finally, even though uh, she knows that Gabby and Logan have had a little thing, she confesses that she has kissed him, mm-hmm. whereas Gabby, pun intended, is tight-lipped about the whole thing. Oh, I didn't catch that. I thought she copped to it, too. No, she she didn't. She's just like, oh, that's nice. You like him. You like him. So I wonder if this will come up later or down the TFC. Maybe she did tell him and they didn't show it. Gabby, forgive me, seems more streetwise to players and guys and jerks. I think she is okay to just let that little bird fly away. I, I, I completely agree. I think she knows what's going on. She was a uh, NFL cheerleader. Oh, yes. So you've dealt with guys with games and uh, plenty of notches on the belt. Uh, nothing, No tricks she hasn't seen. Exactly. Uh, and also why she probably went for the black guy for the first date. Oh, and yeah. still wants to keep him around even though he has a child and she's not into that. But she <laughs> wants to fuck him in the face. He's sweet. But go. getting ahead of myself. Uh, well, let's give, see uh, who gives who the roses, right? Isn't that where we're at? Uh, Rachel gives Logan the rose, okay? And he's still wiping the spit uh, from Gabby's uh, mouth <laughs> off his face as he accepts it. And Gabby gives Johnny the nose picker the rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nose picker gets picked. The yeah. irony. Uh, next morning. <laughs> next morning. <laughs> Excuse me. Palmer shows up to give more fucking date cards. Uh, and he he also kind of explains that both guy or both women are about to have a one-on-one with the gentleman. Right, right, right. Uh, but first up is Rachel. Jordan V. Love is in the air. No, it's not. He gets the date. Uh, they go for their first date. He, he's, of course, our race car driver, who I predicted, uh, erroneously, it seems, would be possibly a good pick for the next Bachelor. He got tossed the, too fast. Though. Yeah, all the puns I could do. We didn't get to know him. Yeah, so this makes sense because she's like a you know uh, an advent, adventurous person. Thrill seeker. Thrill seeker. Being a drag race guy, you, that car could just explode and light on fire at any time. I could say the same for those small planes that go down on a daily basis. Uh, so they uh, take off in some ridiculous old guy sports car and drive to that fucking zero gravity vomit comet plane thing, which is a trope that's been used time and time again on this uh, particular uh, show. Famously, Nick and Canadian Ves- Vanessa you and she got threw up and, and they had their moment after. Uh, we all remember that. Who mm-hmm. doesn't? Uh, they must have some deal with that zero G place. I would like to try that. I'll do it with you, dude. Let's do it. APN day. Will you kiss me after I throw up? Of course, Nick. Don't. Hmm. We both have significant others that are women. Can I do a meanwhile while these guys are on their date? Please do. Meanwhile, Chris is talking fantasy suites. Uh, He's handing his uh, potential enemies a sword to run him through later on. Uh, And uh, I actually don't think it's that big of a deal to be talking about this. I I don't want to get ahead of myself. I think the guy kind of got a a bad uh, edit here or whatever. Who cares if he was talking about fantasy suites? I think that's that's completely fair. Uh, if he is, I don't know, Johnny Nosepicker or Logan, and he says this, I think he sticks around. But because he's weird and he's got church yes. camp energy and he's a little bit of a, probably possibly a touch of the tism, uh, it's a death knell. Like you said, he handed his enemies a sword. Never yeah. do that. But then also, ironically, don't get hurt of myself, but handing your enemies a sword is also your en- then your enemies. They kill you with that sword, but they hand it to someone else because uh, yeah. it 
it never works out for the person. Oh, no, no, no. So why don't we just cover this and we'll go back to the night date. Mm -hmm. So uh, after Chris does this, he's immediately called out by some guy that really needs uh, Botox. Uh, He chimes in uh, talking about this show's about love and makes a really really dumb argument ensues. And then the weird guy that looks like he was a backup dancer for Rick James uh, starts protecting the bachelorettes and referring them to them as queens. Uh, Slow uh, slow your roll, Rick James backup dancer. Uh, Please, you please just uh and i'll be fine going forward referring to uh, nate as rick james backup dancer mm-hmm. but just to specify for the audience yeah. that is who we're talking about nate, yeah and if you didn't know you're not gonna context clues or you don't know who rick james is but nate is rick james backup dancer and he was the one that has been reading like the vagina monologues or something and he said there are no pre- preconditions for love that is a, a point of manipulation i evidently try to manipulate us all the time because i have an idea how our podcasts are gonna go every time or just at life in general yes you want to have a plan that's not manipulative nate i, I, I you got quick reading the vagina monologues i'd have to say again not to get ahead of myself if you really watch the dialogue of, of what chris said and then this dumb argument and then later on when the ladies uh use their moment of empowerment to kick his ass out <laughs> it was really all mean yeah honestly it, it was reminiscent of uh katie thurston season when she kicked off thomas do you remember it was kind of the same thing everybody just it was a mutiny against thomas because he was obviously the hottest guy in the house and then she was like i your audition is over and she kicked him out like she was all tough and like he got a really bad villain at it but he seems to be a really nice guy and he's married with becca and everybody hates katie now it's interesting how they they the 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 uh, lord of the flies type uh, culture will just eliminate one. Yeah, of the- sometimes when like multiple voices are, are uh, upset about something, no matter how dumb it is, you just start going, "Oh, maybe they have a point." And then you add in some like uh, some music, like a crescendo or some dark music. Whenever you see the potential or uh, alleged victim on the uh, uh, bad guy on the screen, boom! Just as you're watching, you're like, "Oh, he's a bad guy! Kick him the fuck out!" Especially, it's it's a good move for uh, a bunch <laughs> of guys, which are the ones that got upset with him, who know they. Don't don't have a chance because if there's four guys it's kind of like if you see they've talked about like uh or there's this theory of like women at a club they're in a group and they all look like attractive but you get separated one by one Mm -hmm. you're like oh god what are these warlocks so these four guys that have no chance collectively you see this giant group of guys that don't like chris and like he should be off the show and you're like oh they must have something but then you pull these guys together and they're all fucking dweebs and they're only banded together because they're dweebs yeah but Chris is weird, so I'm glad he's off, and he went to meet it anyway. So back to night date. Back to night date. Two meanwhiles with one stone. Well done. Thank that you, was, sir. That was two breaks. Thanks. Uh, night date. Uh, they bond over their high flying professions, and mm-hmm. and Rachel talks about how she enjoys that he has a, p- a passion for his career, but yet you're so fucking boring, Jason. He is boring. He also makes some uh, missteps with his. Uh, so they discuss pain, you know, and this is where you got to bring your fucking a game, dude. Okay, so he uh, he reflects on stepping up to be a parent to his uh, younger siblings after, you know, the parents got divorced, but he's not sure how old they are. (laughs) You know, he practically raised them. How old are they? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's a decent sob story, but it just doesn't hit 
the mark. You see, dra uh, Drag Race Jason, uh, whatever the fuck your name is, who cares, you're out. Uh, divorces are pretty common these days, and he should have said his entire family was uh, taken out by a, a freak water park accident. Uh, that would have gotten her juices flowing, you know what I mean? I can't agree enough. Huge misstep. Not uh, you, you said, like, oh, that was sad sob story enough. I felt like, no, divorce, parents divorce at 13. <laughs> That's absolutely nothing. Like you said, divorce is common. I believe it's over fifty percent of marriages. It's more. It'd be more. We'd, we'd be more shocked if your parents are together. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, like you said, he didn't have the details down. That's just not gonna work with your sob no. story. And then we get something. This would have to be a Sandra the Archivist thing, and don't feel obligated. But I think this is the first time we've ever got someone's sob story, and then they got sent home. Yeah. I mean. You, Usually the lead doesn't have the heart uh, after oh your 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 mom you you t took care of your mom for six years uh, while she had cancer and died right in front of your eyes. I mean you make my pussy dry up, but I'm not getting rid of you. Nope, nope, not the case here. I mean imagine uh, uh, what are those uh, beautiful beautifully talented artists the uh, Ashley Cook and Brett Young? They're backstage fucking tuning up that guitar and they're ready to have uh, two people that they've never met uh, dance slowly in front of them and yeah it was uh it was a power move on rachel's part i i was uh, absolutely absolutely shocked at uh, that this happened because uh i think rach uh uh politely steps away from drag race guy and then uh she goes to talk to the one of the producers that we never see and she's like this fucking guy sucks I think what they were trying to do here when she was talking to one of the producers, I think they were trying, because we only saw his back, and it was, mm -hmm. it was a man a lot taller. I think they were trying to pretend that it was Jesse Palmer, but he definitely oh, wasn't. It was a shadow or something. Yeah, he definitely, they had a stand-in. He definitely wasn't at this scene, so they wanted to pretend that the host was there. He had the night off. It was the one-on-one -on -one date. Why am I here? And Jordan, he must be a confident guy, you know, uh, risking his life to get in one of those cars. And he was like looking, kept looking over. He was like, yeah, what, what is she doing back there? <laughs> What is she doing back there? Maybe she's getting that rose and they, they don't have it in the, the bowl of water or something. That's okay. You can bring it out dry. Yeah. Pretty long pit stop. Mm. He, he can only think in terms of racing. Hmm. Maybe she's taking a shit. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Rick James' backup dancer gets the day card and he should bring his swimsuit. <sighs> back to night date. Well, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Nate, I guess he's uh, the, an electrical engineer slash bass player for Prince and the Revolution and the Little Red Corvette video or backup dancer for uh, Rick James. Um, there's also a dude wearing a very long earring with a leather jacket. Uh, did you that? Who is that fool? I missed that. I think his name. I'm going to call him George Michael. Rick James backup dancer also has a very long earring. It's gold. And someone in one of the myriad Facebook groups I'm in. Uh, pointed it out, and it looks like a gold paperclip. It, it, it really <laughs> does look like he just has paperclips in his ears. Uh, it, that might be the new thing. Well, because of the leather jacket and that long earring on just one ear. Maybe I'll call him George Michael. Oh, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. we have, we've got backup dancer for Rick James and George Michael, the stars. And bass player for Prince in the uh, Prince in the Revolution in the Little Red Corvette video. Mm -hmm. But that guy and backup dancer for Rick James are the same guy. Yeah. And George Michael's a different guy. I think so. Or maybe yeah. all in the George three. Michael's white, right? I don't know. I was really drunk when I <laughs> wrote that down. What a horrible time for Dylan to be gone. No, I, we're doing, we're killing it. We're killing it. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> uh, well, Rach returns to the table and sends uh, Jordan's ass home. And uh, she tells him, I, I ain't into it. 
Yeah, and uh, bummer for him, bummer for me. I thought he, I thought he could have been the bathroom. He'd have as the aforementioned checkered flag, red flag puns. Yeah, take we've a already had stop. Ari uh, uh, Lion Dyke. These people love reusing tropes. I went to put it past them, That's and they're true. different type of racing, stock car to uh, drag. It's it, it's a whole different animal. Hmm. Uh, but he, alas, they do go home. And they announced that we were supposed to get a performance from Ashley Cook and Brett Young. And I was at first devastated because Mm -hmm. I didn't think we were going to get to hear them. But yet they still play their hit. Never till now. Except instead of happy tears, we get sad tears. A montage of Jordan leaving. A montage of Rachel being sad. For some reason, Gabby. We get a shot of Gabby who's looking longingly in the hotel room. Really? What? We, yeah, it was very quick. She looked like she was crying. I don't know what she was upset about. <laughs> What's your about. fucking problem? I don't know what you're upset about. Maybe because she also thought that Ashley and Brett weren't going to get to play. But, uh, I mean, we all know this isn't Brett's first appearance. We we all remember when he serenaded Kalen and Colton on his season. Really? And it's, it's beautiful that they brought him back. But we might have some type of Madden cover curse going on because his first appearance the bachelor turned out to be gay his second appearance the guy gets gets home before even hearing his his uh his performance so i think brett might have some bad juju despite being such a talented artist i enjoyed so much his rendition of here tonight in front of kaylin colton Uh, bring back train and uh it was another beautiful performance but bad gabby rachel and Jason should have been there, and it just didn't seem right to me. I hope they bring him back. Yeah, the 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 artist, not Jason. He can leave. <clears throat> Next morning. Next morning. Gabs and Rates chat. I don't know what the fuck they talk about. Probably what took place the night before. Or whatever. Who cares? I do like one fun part of the show though is those two being each other's buddies and confidence confidants. It's kind of nice because uh, typically a bachelor or bachelorette is uh, just uh, in in a. A state of uh, not knowing who they can trust, and then used to have fucking Hanson show up there. You can't trust what came out of that guy's mouth. And now you got Jesse Palmer, a very unexperienced, uh, unknowledgeable how all this works. And I definitely wouldn't trust be, uh, telling him anything. I completely agree uh, with everything you said, including the friendship of Rachel and Gabby being beautiful. Uh, they're perfect uh, yin and yang for each other. Mm-hmm. The goofy uh, Rachel, all due respect, a little basic. Yeah. So you need Gabby there to spice it up, and, and they have each other's backs. And I thought I was going to get annoyed of them acting like they're best friends, but it does seem like they've developed quite the close relationship. And I think it's real, too. Yeah, it's trauma bonding, and that can't, that can't be denied. Mm. But then we get the date car. Or no, no, no. One-on-one date. Gabby's one-on-one date. Uh, Nate, first we see him. He's got some nervous energy at, uh, with the fellas, and then he starts crying because he abandoned his daughter. He's realized what he's oh, done. wow. Uh, you, I mean, you've got some stuff to say about this. He's, he's a single father on the bachelor. Well, I, I, I don't like it. Uh, you you tried to start the campaign. Hashtag no, no more, more single, single mothers or fathers on the bachelor, bachelor at bachelor in paradise or bachelor. Yes. Uh, it's in a, I, you know, I hate to be judgy. You know, we have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners get upset when I probably bring this up, but, uh, cause they're like, Hey, they, they're people too. They want to find love. Uh, yeah. Find it on match.com. Uh, this involves uh, disappearing for six week, uh, weeks out of your kid's life. Uh, they kind of need you to be there, especially after two years of fucking COVID. Uh, you know, and don't may- be so selfish. And maybe f- uh, try to find love the five weekdays that uh, mom's got the kid. Okay. Yeah. Fucking they- dad. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, 
Uh, I don't want to assume. Maybe his 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 baby mama is addicted to drugs and he has full custody. I doubt it. That almost never happens. One of my favorite things that happens to me in life is when I'm out in public, whether it be the mall, the park, you know, just enjoying a nice day, and a complete stranger walks up to me, and they go, hey, you don't know me at all, but I really, really like your ex. And they're not talking about, like, my former lovers or anything. When I say X, I'm using X as a variable for the specific item of clothing on me that they complimented, okay? And in this case, that item was Rothy's. They were like, dang, those flats are so cute with their, their colorways. I, I love your Rothy's. Uh, that was after I told them what Rothy's were, and I gave this stranger our promo code, Bachelor, so they could get $20 off their first pair. I told them, go to rothys.com slash Bachelor. Use promo code Bachelor for $20 off. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Bachelor. I told this complete stranger who ran up and gave me a compliment, and that's why you should be kind to people because he complimented me on my shoes, and then I, in turn, gave him an opportunity to get $20 off those same shoes. So compliment people is the lesson here, and go to rothys.com slash bachelor for $20 off the cutest shoes you ever see in your life. I love simplicity in my shoes, and that's what Rothys offers. They're beautiful, sleek. They go with everything. Start wowing people. You're going to step into them, and you're going to be like, ah, that's more like it. That's rothys.com slash bachelor, $20 off, new shoes. Who doesn't like that? Gabby and Nate date. Uh, yeah. He, uh, uh, oh, I was uh, going to say they overlook the beautiful Santa Monica Mountains and, and uh, have a little kiss there. And uh, I think that's when the, uh, the helicopter shows up. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, uh, although... I'm not going to say it. That'll only dampen the mood. Yeah, I mean, the, it's crazy how much they fly. I wonder what kind of waivers they have to every, every night in the news. You see some accidents, but uh, they make it, and they get uh, our, our first hot tub of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of some of the hot tubs we've seen recently, some have been in, like, the middle of desolate areas. Dumps. Making, resorts dump. in Palm Springs. When I said desolate areas, I meant dumps. I'm glad you cleared that out. This, instead, you got the beautiful skyline of L.A. with the smog-filled skies. I actually thought I found it quite beautiful. Oh, well, don't even get me started. I actually took a photo of, uh, you know, the second por- portion, which we're about to move to, of their dinner date was right in the middle of Union Station. Union, Union Station, which I believe during filming, uh, I know if they filmed this four months ago, it certainly existed. I'll post a picture of what it looks like outside Union Station. It's uh, it's turned into a zombie encampment. I don't know how much money Mickey had because uh, normally when these productions show up, they got a fistful of 50s and they just start handing people money to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe they paid off all the zombies. And of course, they didn't do a, uh, an exterior shot at Union Station, but it looks like the set of Walking Dead is my point. It's, I, it looks beautiful on the inside, but not on the out. I tried to uh, take Chewy on longer walks uh, on occasion. He's getting older, I can tell. He's getting... Oh, oh, is this uh, Union Station? Yeah, that's the outside of Union Station. This is so much worse than I thought it was going to be. Please check the video. Another Bachelor Podcast YouTube. This looks like Coachella. For zombies. It's a Coachella campground, only all the artists aren't showing up because they're going to get ate by zombies. This is insane. Maybe Mickey Mouse uh, two days before showed up with fucking flamethrowers 
and he was able to, you know, clear the area for filming. I don't know. Mickey has a lot of power. But how did they have romance with all the smell of human shit and urine around? No clue, bro. Uh, yeah. You got to see that picture. We're going to post it on the social media. That makes me so fucking mm-hmm. sad, actually. So we finally get to dinner at Union Station, and uh, Nate uh, confesses to Gabby that he does have a little one at home that he abandoned. Yeah, uh, yeah he's got a six-year-old daughter, and he, um, in their conversation, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, but uh, I believe he uh, compared his daughter to uh, coffee. Uh, I, I think he was trying to say she's energetic, uh, but it... Uh, no, she's Colombian. His baby mama's Colombian. Oh, saying. is that what he's saying? Yeah, oh, I, okay. I, it didn't make any sense with the coffee <laughs> thing. That's what I took out of it. I'm oh. kidding. I think he meant she was a ball of energy, just oh. like him. Uh, but good joke, Nick. Uh, Gabby, uh, t- she keeps the smile on her face, but she's like, well, I'm not into that. Yeah. Uh, she talks about how she's close with her father, not with her mother. Yeah, her mother it, sucks. None of it really has to do with uh, accepting the child and, and wanting to be uh, the mother. Yeah, uh, she said she likes that he has a daughter. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, slow down with the encouragement. And then we get a little OTF of Gabby and she says uh, she's still not sure how that would fit into her life. But uh, as I mentioned before, she's going to let this ride for a while because she'd love to bring Rick James's backup dancer to the fantasy suite. Oh, yes. You go, girl. Have Have some fun. Have some fun. Rent it before you don't buy it. You know what I mean? Yep. A cocktail party. Oh, yes. Nighttime. Rose ceremony. Cocktail Cocktail party. party. And uh, still, no one has any fucking clue how this this <laughs> works. The guy's talking like, I don't know what's happening. I think I, I think this might be the move. It might be so. What we got? It used to be group date, group date, one on one first week. Mm-hmm. We got giant kind of pageant group date with everybody. Then we got a group date with six people and one on one, one on one. So it was basically one. We just. Switched out a one-on-one for a group date, and that might be the pattern we see going forward, especially with less guys. But we will see if I'm right, because as Jesse said, there are no rules. Well, I th- does Palmer ask, like, how's this work? And they answer, I think he asked Rach and, and Gabby, and they're like, no clue. They're like, you're the host, you idiot. <laughs> Although they've been on uh, almost as many seasons as each other. Hmm. So before before the ladies go into the cocktail party, Jesse Jesse does a little foreshadowing. He's like, "Have you discussed what's going to happen when you like the same guy?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Ah, oh, we haven't thought about it. <laughs> We're going to be friends forever." Yes. Uh, foreshadowing. No, you're not. Shit's going to get ruined probably because of Logan. Uh, then we get to the cocktail party. Mario is the first one that steps up and grabs Rachel. He had gotten the first impression rose from Gabby, but that's not going to deter him from exploring. No. As Pat advised, uh, it's still early. You want you want to rent both mm-hmm. cars that you may not buy. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, he's a personal trainer. Don't trust those motherfuckers. Forgive me if there's a husband and wife team that listen to the show and normally love us and laugh out loud everything we say, but turns out the guy's a personal trainer. is like, I disagree with Pat on that one. No, you're all horrible. You're all cheaters. Personal trainers. Never date one. You cannot trust them. Especially like... I mean, if you're at the Y, you're teaching old ladies. I don't know, maybe. But okay. If, yeah. But if you're a public figure and you got an Instagram that's popping, you're showing your abs. Uh, at least, at the very least, <clears throat> just uh, watch out for the sluts in his DMs. Oh yes, those sluts. Uh, mm. Rachel and uh, evidently a carney get uh, some alone time and mm-hmm. play some Papa shot. Uh, he he was cute. I think he's a cute guy. I forgot his name. But. He he's one of the cutest carnies I've ever seen. I found his name later. It wasn't Colin, was it? Nope, nope. That is uh, not him. 
I'm going to find it later. Okay. Maybe I won't. Uh, possibly Chris. It might be Chris. I don't know. It's the third day of school. I will know next week. But anyways, he's a carny. It's crazy to me. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he runs carnival games at, at, at the Jersey Shore. Oh, fun. Uh, but but that honestly, uh, Pat, you're the Jamaican. That's honestly a hustle. Like I'm surprised. I'm surprised you don't have, own some vending machines. On, Thought like, about a, it on a popping corner. My aunt, my aunt, uh, they they had some around. They they get like six hundred bucks a month. It, it was kind of a pain in the ass. To I film. owned an ATM machine for a little while. You mentioned that, and I found that fascinating. Did they get stolen or something happened or nothing? No, I no. just leased it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a wild gig. Yeah. I, <laughs> I charge three bucks a transaction. I want to for content. I, I'm I, I'm fine. I, I, I have enough where I can just pursue my goals and live a fine life, but I want to do weird stuff just to, for the experience and then report back to you guys how it goes. Sure. I keep, keep thinking of getting like a fast food job and just like quitting in, in – Horrific fashion in two weeks. Oh yeah, it, it'd be fun. It yeah. would. It would be blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I think you're skeptical of me. My my follow. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Uh, uh, cut to Gabby uh, on these. Uh, they're mixing up at the cocktail party on top of a guy that has a fucking mullet. Who's that dude? I can, I should probably do better research, seeing as I'm being paid to talk about a television show. I miss this part, uh, but I, I love a nice head of lettuce. That's a hockey haircut. Everybody sees mullets. Oh. Mullets are in now, but they've been in for years in Canada and the upper Midwest. Uh, uh, hockey helmet. Uh, ho- hockey haircut. Mm-hmm. Hockey haircut. Lots of kissing going on by this point. I'm glad the girls are swapping a lot of spit. It is their birthright. They are bachelorettes. They get to make out with multiple people back to back. Um... They test for herpes, I want to say, before people come on this show. They have to, right? I wonder if there's ever been a breakout on a reality TV show where everybody fucking gets a fucking rash on their upper lip walking around. Oh, how did you get that? Oh, I was on a reality TV show. Oh, that sucks. That would be like, I don't know, like in, in like a burning love season or something. That would be hilarious. Like night one breakout happens and then they just have to get like a whole new cast. <laughs> like that's the bad. That's we had a breakout. Big... COVID? No. <laughs> The herp. Yeah. The herp. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that lasts a lot, lot longer and is also real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, where can, are we? Can I do a meanwhile? Please do a meanwhile. Meanwhile, fun is being had. But that's when Quincy and that guy that needs Botox starts up with Chris and the fantasy suite thing again. I think Qu- uh, the guy who needs Botox, I think, is the guy that looks like. Uh, this, He's a white guy. Yeah. This one kid I played basketball against. Um, uh, his name was Bobby Barney. He went to Logan, Lacrosse Logan High School. Okay, well he's Bobby right yeah, now. Yeah, Bobby then. Barney. Yeah, guy that needs Botox. Uh, uh, they talk to Rachel, and she's upset uh, by uh, Chris's uh, attempt uh, to overtake her sexual journey. How dare he talk about the fantasy suites? You talked about someone you call you. You're like, oh, the Losers Club or something on some other show we had. <laughs> I don't know. This is this this show's Loser Club or whatever you right. called it. That was that was funnier. Uh, the, the the litany of losers. God damn, I can't remember, but it, it was pretty funny. And that's mm. what these guys are. They're all losers. They don't have a chat chance so they have to be filthy gnawing rats mm-hmm. uh except it's effective right they tell rachel rachel tells gabby rachel and gabby go tell chris chris is autistic about it and mm-hmm. gets kicked off the show yeah well uh rachel and gabby at this point have a little meet up and discuss apparent this apparent uh uh crime against uh the bachelorette uh, because fantasy suites uh, and the judgment of fantasy suites is, is is really important. A fantasy suite needs to happen, you see, Nick. And and getting in the way of fucking three people back to back is just pure judgment, and that's problematic. 
So they fucking need to squash this like a bug. Uh, I And, uh, you know, I think the girls think he's slut shaming, quite honestly, but I don't think that's what Chris was doing. And again, we've talked about this quite a bit in the episode. I think he got a bad edit. I think he got a bad rap. And uh, he was unable to untangle uh, this, uh, the, what they were trying to do to him because he, he just could not articulate. Like, I was just talking about fantasy suites. I was not trying. And if he was uh, very good looking, that also, as you pointed out, would have helped out quite a bit. But he, he lacked both those things. He was inarticulate with his uh, argument or retort. And he was uh, not one of the better looking guys. And I agree with you. He got like a bad like villain edit. But I also agree with Rachel and Gabby's prerogative. They didn't have to fucking roast him. But I agree agree with their prerogative. Like if he's talking like that, they can choose to not have him on. And he can choose to only want a bachelorette who's only going to have sex with one person. Like I told you, he gave me like church camp counselor vibes yeah. with, that, with that basketball. And I, it might be a religious thing. He sounds like some, uh, someone who he's got a promise to God. So he doesn't want his lady banging other people. And... and- and that's fine, but these ladies aren't for you. And Everybody uh, go their separate ways. And dare I say, we felt empowered just, oh, it wasn't five seasons ago. It was last season when Susie said, did you fuck two people in fantasy suites? And he's like, uh, yeah. And she said, no, go for me. I'd argue Chris was making the same case, uh, but right out front, and uh, we hate him, and he needs to go. And Susie was lauded as a "You go, girl. You aren't uh, going to be the cleanup crew after two girls uh, got fucked by the Bachelor." I don't know. It's a very complicated world. I thought it was wrong of Gabby and uh, Rachel to uh, hammer this poor sap for that, but he wasn't good looking, so you know. Yeah, I, I, I'll. To sum it up, my thoughts on it, I don't think he got eliminated because of what he said. I think he got eliminated because he was weird. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they send him packing. They send him packing, and it's time for our first rose ceremony. Patrick, do we have a roll call? Yes, Nick, we do. Uh, Palmer comes out to tell us uh, something about how this all works, but he doesn't really Oh. I just did want to say uh, the group of losers. So it was the guy who needs Botox, uh, Quincy, mm-hmm. and then it was also the guy who you said looks like Grocer Joe. Yeah. But he's uglier. Yeah. You know what his name is? And I fucked it up last week. I, I, maybe my brain was trying to make the joke and I didn't even realize it. He's Grocer Joe. He's Grocer. <laughs> yeah. He's grosser, Joe. Yeah. I like that. That's good. I was pretty excited about Almost forgot it. I would, if I left here not saying that joke. I would have been very upset all week. Oh, wow. Good job. All right, so we ready Grocer for- Grocer Joe. I hope he sticks around for a while so I can say it. But yeah, we're ready for a- Roll call! Here we go! Who's here? Who's staying? And both bachelors are going to pick the losers and the winners together. Here are the roses! Boring Jason. Truly, if you want to fall asleep at night, just ask this guy to talk. Avon, who I'm pretty sure whispers in Gabby's ear- is Logan still here? Because he likes Logan. Uh, Eric, basic uh, uh, white guy. Uh, Zach, very handsome. No clue who he is. Uh, Quincy, the rat. Rats never win. Try watching that show, Quincy. Jordan, uh, you got to get some bo- uh, Botox. I got a great place in Reseda called uh, LASIK Eye Removal. Uh, they charge uh, 10, 10 bucks a, a cc. Uh, it'll really help you out, dude. Uh, Michael, nothing. Uh, Tino uh, rages into this guy for some fucking reason. Jacob slash Tarzan. Pretty sure Gabby handed him a ticket to pay 
Paradise because he will be there. Uh, I think the guy's name is Tyler. Uh, the, the, the shirt, good looking guy. Uh, Jermaine, uh, no clue. Hayden, no clue. Meatball, he sucks. Uh, Kurt, I don't even think that's a person that's here, but uh, another no fucking clue. Probably nice, but really boring. Spencer, Alec, one of the Jonas Brothers. Uh, Ethan has a zit on his forehead. Probably that monkey box thing or had anal sex with Gabby's forehead last week. 90 knots. Thank you. And that's a roll call. Who goes home, Pat? No clue. But Me who neither. Cares? Who cares? Me neither. I kind of actually, I realized I, I called my Uber and I printed my notes and I realized I did that right before the roll call. And I was like, oh, well, Pat, I don't have to write this part down. Pat's definitely going to have a roll call last week in lieu mm-hmm. of us missing the rose ceremony last week. But then I never even watched it. And I watched it when you were coming in, but then I was getting texts and stuff, so I didn't even pay attention. That's all right. You don't need to do that. Uh, when we do our other property below deck and the preference sheet meeting happens, I just start looking at my phone. Same thing. When he talks about food, just out, out. No need. Out. That's that's those are taking shifts. How we do, Nick? How long was this show? It was fifty uh, two minutes. Wow. I think it was actually. Uh, we'll probably cut out about four of my ums and ahs and where sure. are we? Can't see my notes. But I think it was an incredible episode, Pat. I really think we did well. Yeah, I did. Especially too. on our lo- late note. Like usually, if I, I'm gonna watch the show multiple times. Uh, if I if I have the hosting duties. That's your duties. professionalism. If I, if I have the hosting duties, I didn't. I watched it one time, two times speed. I was starting and stopping, but man. I thought I thought we pulled it off. Great job, uh, Nikki. Dylan, get great job, Pat. Uh, Dylan, get well. I hope you're here tomorrow. Uh, just because uh, those are really important shows, and this one's less important, but uh, not to our listeners of this show. Thanks, everybody. Um, follow us on all the social medias. Another Bachelor podcast. We're getting really more active on there, and uh, actually, listen to another podcast show. That's like that's like my pet project. I want that to become bigger than our reality TV shows. Pat, what do you want to tell them? Actually, I want to hammer them over the head if they haven't uh, hit pause or stopped or moving another podcast. I truly want to grow another podcast show. It's fucking free. If you like us talking, we you obviously enjoy us. I know how it is in the podcast game. You have your like top five podcasts that you like, and you just go to them, and we're providing more content. Head over there right now. And listen to another podcast show. What? How many episodes we got up there? Like 50 or 60 or something? There's 64 free and there's another 50 behind a paywall on patreon.com slash another podcast network if you really like it. And I love it as well because it's such a blending of all three of our personalities. We generally bring all, all bring in one topic that we want to talk about. And we have disparate interests, I would say. We're very so, different uh, people. But we're able to uh, gab and goof about just about anything. And mm-hmm. I really like that show. Ask Kate Chastain, who you guys don't know who that is. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go home now. Any thoughts, Dylan? All right, thanks. All right, uh, for another podcast network, uh, I'm Nick saying goodbye. Pat, say goodbye. Later, dudes. Later, dudes.